0: And um, we have the young man online. How are you, sir? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. Looking good. Looking good. Um, first thing, pronounce your name for me because I think I destroyed it this morning.
1: Oh, uh, Brandon Lewis. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, n-
0: normally it's with an O-N.
1: I know my uh, my mom wanted to be a little unique with the spellings. So.
0: And she is. You can tell her she messed up the guy on CKUT. Brandon, I want to say hello to you. Congrats to you. And that is a big piece of equipment in the background that you play.
1: Yeah, that's uh, my double bass. Why is it double? Uh, it's one thing I'm seeing there. <laughs> well, it's one thing, but it is quite huge. Um, well, actually, the, the term double bass comes from, uh, uh, the Baroque era where the bass was added to the cello to add, a, I I guess more fundamental to, to the groups. Oh. So, I mean, it goes by different names, double bass, string bass, upright bass, you name it.
0: All right. So we're going to get into this thing seriously. How did a young man, um, what's your background again?
1: Yes. So my family's Jamaican. Um, I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in the gospel church and actually happy Independence Day from yesterday.
0: Yes. 59 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Sure. So I grew up in the gospel church and Montreal West Church of God of Prophecy.
0: Ah, I know that church. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, my dad plays, plays guitar. He plays reggae. Mm. Um, he, he performs a lot of artists, uh, that come to Montreal. Um, my mom sings as well in the church and a lot of my family members sing.
0: All right. All right. I, um, you know, something I, that's a big task. I think in my own, maybe stupid way to be the only, uh, black, musician amongst these quality. They are world-renowned musicians. How does it feel?
1: Well, definitely, I I feel proud to to be in my position, for sure. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's definitely taking a lot of hard work, a Mm -hmm. lot of sacrifices, a lot of sleepless nights practicing away. Mm. Um, I I think... uh, a lot of people don't realize just how much work goes into uh, <laughs> being a classical musician. And mm-hmm. They think they can just pick it up one day and sound amazing, but you know, it takes years.
0: I know, um, classical music, boy. I don't know. Uh, I, is it something a taste you have to acquire, or is it in your? Was it in your system?
1: Uh, it, it wasn't in my upbringing. Like I said, I grew up mostly with gospel music uh, at home. Uh, but I was introduced to it uh, in high school. Ah, yeah, you
0: know, yes. Um, um, by who? Your teacher?
1: Yeah. So I went to phase school, and it's the school in Montreal that has a really fine music curriculum. And uh, you know, in grade four, we try out different instruments: strings, clarinet, trumpet, that kind of stuff. And um, and so I was put into the strings department. On cello first, mm-hmm. and throughout the the years, uh, my teacher asked if I wanted to play double bass. Uh, I didn't really know what it was. I just said, "Sure, I'll, I'll try it out." <laughs> Why
0: not? You're a Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, no small task for us, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I I was a part of the different uh, music ensembles in in the school, and I joined the the face symphony orchestra and that's really the first time i was exposed to classical music.
0: Mm. Um you know I, I let let me um classical music was a way of life in jamaica as a young man. I, i'm sure if you ask mom and dad they'll tell you this because on sundays it's only gospel and co- gospel music is gospel music and classical music. Let me let me get on this I, I I just wanted to impress you and um let you know that I have a little taste in uh, this is schubert beautiful I gotta get away playing the music and listening to you talk just a minute um how do I do this how do I... <laughs> wait a minute there. i I gotta turn on this music because it's beautiful. You know what? I'll stop it until I can figure it out because I want to hear your voice. Yes, I, I, we loved gospel music and classical music on Big RGR every Sunday from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. You will be hearing classical music. And whether you wanted to or not, because as a young kid, you were not allowed to talk too loudly on a Sunday. You go to church, you come back home from church and you have your dinner and all that. And, um, read. We had to read whether we wanted to or not. But enough of me. Um, it's nice to see that you have, uh, you know, you have come a long way. I remembered I, uh, listening to the, 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 the symphony orchestra uh the montreal symphony orchestra um uh, rehearse at the time i think they used to rehearse uh, um i can't remember the name of the hall but we i went down there with a friend of mine who was delivering some stuff and there was a, they had a japanese director at the time the japanese or chinese
1: Kent yeah. uh, kentangano Ken yeah yes
0: and he says come in come in come in have a seat and we sat there and i I said to myself, this is a powerful scene I'm, I'm involved with here. It was nice to hear that. And I can imagine how you felt the first time you played in front of an audience. Um, how, how did it feel? What went through your head? Did you pinch yourself?
1: Are, are you talking about just the very first? No, no, the
0: very first time with the Montreal Symphony Orchestra in front of one of their audience.
1: Well, I I will even say before the the concert, just being in the first rehearsal with the Hall Symphony was I was blown away because I was still at McGill at the time and you know a student orchestra is much different from a professional orchestra and just the the, the way that all the musicians feel the beat together, feel the music, Mm -hmm. for me it was very surreal. And, and for sure, when we got to the, the first concert, yes, I definitely had to pinch myself because I said, like, wow, I'm on a big stage with the MSO in this huge hall that fits 3,000 people.
0: Mm. I
1: mean, of course I was nervous.
0: Yes. <laughs> you had to. You know, I, 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 I'm nervous talking to you now, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, I, 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 I'm tongue-tied and this doesn't happen to me normally. But uh, I, you know what? I'm going to put you over to Drew, my, my backup whenever I'm stuck. And he's going to ask you some questions. Drew, meet this young man.
2: How are you doing, Brandon? I'm good. How are you Drew? I'm cool. I'm going to tell you, I'm like so last minute that, um, I think about three o'clock, I started to do some research. At it <laughs> If you're like
1: me then procrastinate a little
2: bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I I stretch told me about this interview about two weeks ago and I was expecting him to ask all the questions, but I know at some point he would have threw the baton over to me, like he think I'm Jamaican, right? But I'm Beijing. You know I mean <laughs> yeah, you take this as a relay, you know. Um I was che- checking up some stuff on you and I saw that how was it when you did your audition? for the Montreal Symphony Orchestra.
1: Well, that was a crazy day because (laughs) it was my very first ever professional audition. Wow. Um, And I mean, my my teacher, um, Ali Yazdanfar, he's the principal um, bass player in the Montreal Symphony. He was my private teacher while at McGill. Mm. And he really prepared me a lot for, for that moment. Um, You know, we show up at like 9 a.m. You have to pick numbers to see who goes in what order. Um, There's a whole whole list of music you have to prepare for this, for these auditions. Um, And of course, you know, I'm I'm in the practice room. I'm hearing other people practicing, trying to focus, stay in the zone. You know, just like any athlete before a performance, you know, you have to focus. Yes, yes. And... uh, you know, I, I went out there on the stage, you know, being on a... It was at the Maison St. Phoenix, so it's a huge stage um, by myself. Uh, it was quite daunting <laughs> uh, to hear my sound in a big hall. Um, for sure, like I said before, nerves are always going to be a part of it, but I i played to my, the best of my abilities, and it it was a problem because I was able to get to the final round. And that allowed me to be a um, a substitute player for the
2: orchestra.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, how many people? Do you remember how many people was auditioning? Because I I thought I took when I uh, was going through the information, I saw that when you're doing your interview, it's actually a blind interview where the judges, they don't see who is, uh, they don't oh. know the race, the color, I the see. sex, anything like that. Oh. So about how many people was involved in that audition?
1: oof uh think back cuz this was back in 2016 i would say it was about uh, 30 of us about around about 30 and like you said yeah it's there's we get on stage and in front of me there's just this big curtain that blocks the view from from myself and the panel of juries so yeah they don't know who what you look like they're just hearing how you sound and how you play
2: how many uh, double bass players are in the orchestra
1: uh, typically you'd see um eight double basses in uh in a standard orchestra
2: and how many members how many uh f- total members total members cuz i know it's it's a really big uh orchestra you guys have there
1: yeah uh, i think we're about uh, 90 musicians wow you were wow yeah. yeah,
2: I could I could tell you me I'm very big into classic because I know one time I had a little Beethoven collection myself. What? Yes, yeah, it's a stretch, and I can tell you one <laughs> thing: I always do when going home after parties.
0: Ninety-nine
2: point uh, five.
0: Ninety-two point five. Oh,
2: yeah. yes. Ninety-nine point five. 99. And sometimes I have someone in the car with me, and they're like, "What are you listening to?" Like that yeah, soup yeah. my soul after listening to all that reggae and soul and hip hop and everything. Just that peaceful orchestra on my way home puts me to bed. Wonderful.
1: I'm impressed. You know, a lot of people listen to classical music for the very same reason they, mm. they find it's it's relaxing. And even just the other day, I, I met a gentleman who's a coordinator for the um, Saint Columba House in Point Saint Charles, and he uses classical music and specifically Eric Satie's music to help people with mental health issues. So there's definitely a lot of benefits to to classical music and how it is.
0: There is, there is. Yeah. This is why in Jamaica it was stated that we never had any major crimes on a Sunday. I, I don't know how true it is, but this was uh, one of the things they used to uh, they used to talk about because right. the tranquility of being Sunday and the classical music being played on the only radio station at the time, RGR. Um anything else, so
1: Drew? Tell me. Was was there um oh, yes, question? Since ahead. and since classical music was so um prevalent in Jamaica on Sundays, were were there also symphony orchestras in Jamaica?
0: Yes, Jamaica had one of the finest symphony orchestra. Had an uncle who played for it. Um his name was George Nelson, and they had an orchestra that toured the world. You know, where we lived in Vineyard Town, um, and Sackville Road, they had the military band that rehearsed at two or three blocks over and the symphony orchestra another three blocks away. So we, um, we, we grew up listening to that music. Uh, uh, anybody within my age group coming out of Jamaica will tell you that. Um, so the symphony orchestra, of course, consisted of, uh, the color of the skin was, a uh, Caucasian look, because most of them lived in Jamaica at the time. And, uh, they traveled the world, the world all over. And, um, we learned to enjoy symphony music. Most, as Drew was saying, a lot of people, me too, I like to listen to Schubert. You're listening here in the background. But when I came to Canada, I sort of outgrew it. But, um, it's always relaxing to hear that type of music. But you know, before we go, and before I let Drew in one more time, I want to ask you something. I see you're, you're doing something here that I'm totally, totally loved. I love. Um, you and your partner, Allison. Um, how do you say this? Obi, Obiora?
1: Yeah, Obiora, that's
0: it. Obiora. Tell me a little bit about that. Obiora Ensemble a 25-member orchestra in which classical musicians from diverse cultural backgrounds can hone their skills as well as to bring a new and diverse voice to classical music in Canada. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so this idea, uh, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a new idea or, or un- unique, but it's something that we realized was necessary here. Because mm-hmm. as you mentioned at the top, I was, I'm often the only black musician in a symphony orchestra, in my experience. And, you know, growing up, I didn't learn about a lot of black classical composers or musicians that were very, that had a lot of success, who wrote beautiful music. And so we talked to a lot of um, musicians of color here in Canada. And I think everyone had the desire to create a group that, could promote diversity and show the, the the talents that we have, and to to discover music that we don't often hear in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we contacted a bunch of people. We got um, there musicians that I worked with in the past or went to school with that mm-hmm. I contacted, and we kind of just went through it. Went <laughs> went forward with this idea and. Allison has a lot of arts administration experience, so she she kind of knew how the organizational part should go, and be mm-hmm. more the artistic side. And um, you know, we're able to like we're organizing our first concert, uh, August twenty eighth,
0: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in uh, just in a couple weeks. <laughs> yes, August twenty eighth. Yes. Yeah. Where will this be?
1: So this will be at the Salle Pierre Mercure. Um, uh, in the, the Saint Pierre Palado, which is, uh, just at Bear You Cam metro station.
0: Right, right. And, um, uh, uh, what you'll be having there is a diverse thing. It's uh, where music is concerned. Uh, so I didn't catch that. Uh, no, will it be a diverse classical music or, you know, um, straight classical or a little bit? Uh, what so am I trying have, to say?
1: Four, so we have four pieces on the program, mm-hmm. and there are three of the four musicians, uh, composers are are Afro-descendant.
0: Ah, that's what I was looking for.
1: Yeah. So we have we're opening the show with uh, a wind quintet by Jeff Scott, mm-hmm. who's an American horn player. Wow. The, uh,
0: God, I'd like to hear that.
1: Yeah. Um, and second, there's Samuel College Taylor, who is a um, an English composer
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: of mixed race, um, but we'll be performing his Nonet in F minor. Then we have Joseph Boulogne's First Symphony, and then we're gonna. Our last piece is by Tchaikovsky, which is a more Ooh. common or more familiar name in classical music, right? And, and we thought to include this just so that you know audiences of in classical music can appreciate something that's, I guess, more familiar. And um, maybe for us, the musicians, who are mostly musicians of color, it's a nice challenge for us to work together on this uh, beautiful piece.
0: And you said this will be on Saturday the 28th?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes. And tickets are, yes. uh, are available now. And there's also going to be a live stream uh, for free. Wow. Um, because we want to, we want to reach as many people as possible.
0: Well, I'll and be, uh, Drew and I will be instrumental that you'll be reaching as many as you can. We, 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 we with our big mouth, we'll be talking about it quite often. <laughs> well, and that's great
1: because we, we definitely need the, um, the black community's support on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that a lot of people realize how many black composers were a part of classical music mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we need the community support on this to to help not only um, not only make the community stronger and and but also to see if there are are, are kids who who want to have an interest in classical music and right like right for myself I never had role models that looked like me growing up and so we want to provide those role models to kids who might
2: think they don't belong in classical music.
0: Oh boy, that's so true. Anything you want to ask Drew?
2: Well, I think you know, what I wanted to ask, we just hit on the nail. I was just going to ask him about if there's any young, uh, talented musicians out there that want to, uh, you know, get into his, his type of field. If there's any way that uh, they could contact him or, you know, if he have any direction that they could go, you know, or any advice for those uh, young musicians out there who would like to get into the classical field.
1: I would say, if you have a passion for it, don't limit yourself. Don't, uh, you know. I would say pursue your passion to the fullest. Um, I think it's easy to be discouraged by by life and not
2: knowing
1: in hmm. which direction to take. But you know, it's it's a lot of work. But you know, for me, I I had. A, a supportive network, my family and all that to push me. So I would say if it's something you love to do, really go for it.
0: Good.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I know you said your dad is a musician here in Montreal. Mm. Would you like to share with us who your dad is? Who he is?
0: Yeah. His name. Yeah,
1: so uh, his name is Albert Lewis, Mm -hmm. or he goes by Howie as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Riggeting. <laughs> he was a he was a part of the uh, the Resurrection Center,
0: right, right,
1: right. He, he played yeah. out on the band there.
0: He still plays. He still
1: plays. Um, I don't not with the church, but he does uh, um, a gig
0: here and there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: You know, I am I am extremely proud of talking with you and looking at you and a very personal personable young man and uh, I could see you sitting in uh, that symphony orchestra. Very cool, calm and calculated. How hard is that piece of equipment in the back? How hard is it to learn and to play? (sighs) Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a very big instrument and I mean, mean, you have to have big hands to, to play that
0: thing.
1: ah and even just to carry it around like it was a it was a, it was quite a workout every day carrying it around Montreal um, I, I don't know it's uh, from from when I first started playing it I there was something about the sound that that uh, that I loved there was a, a dark richness to it mm-hmm. um, and for me it was it was nice playing music because it gave me uh, a medium of expression a way of expressing my emotions and and if I was feeling a certain way I would just go to the instruments and and play and it would just calm me down
0: ah is that right yeah nice beautiful um do they have anything for s- some people who want to think they can sing um that I could join and learn to sing normally <laughs> I'm a chicken. But you know, I um, you can do
1: a little choir choir warm-ups.
0: Quiet warm-ups.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but you know, uh I had so many questions I wanted to ask you. But you know, uh I I know you were born here, but have you ever been to Jamaica?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I've been back uh quite a few times. Uh my grandparents have a house uh up, uh, up by Highgate.
0: Highgate so, in Saint Catherine. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, Brandon Lewis, the only black player in the Montreal Symphony Orchestra. He will be showcasing um, a group that he has put together, and this is for any young man, young lady. Out there who would like to continue playing classical because all of us, uh, not all of us, but most of us had the piano lessons and the, the, uh, the, the violin lessons and all that in our youth. And you would like to start this back up. The, um, Brandon would be an, uh, the ideal person to connect with. And I, I'm, before I go any further, let me thank the community contact because if I didn't see the community contact I would not know about this young man so Brandon you'll have to showcase yourself a little bit more it's a major achievement and us people in Montreal are very proud of you
2: thank you very if, much if anyone out there want to follow you on uh, social media yep. what's your handles uh, my handle on Instagram is uh,
1: brand uh, <laughs> brandish basis um you can, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, we have the Ensemble Obiora website at EnsembleObiOraOneWord.com. Um, we're also on Instagram with, uh, with the same uh, Ensemble Obiora. You can find
0: us easily. Um,
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm really thankful for to be here with you guys. Uh,
0: you'll be Cheryl. back. Trust me, when it gets cold and all that, you'll be back. Because I want people. Yeah. I want people to hear the talent we have in Montreal. We have three more minutes to go. What would you like to say to us, Uh, to the city of Montreal and the listeners wide and far? I want to say hello to Jewel Jones and I see Wasi is there. Um, Our next guest is there. But what would you like to say, uh, Brandon? What would you like to say? You know,
1: I I think that classical music has has excluded a certain groups from participating and what we're trying to do is taking back the space that that black musicians have mm-hmm. afforded in this genre and we what we want to do is bring newer audiences into the classical music uh, sphere um you know there's so there's so much out there Um, so many talented musicians that we need to, we need to, I guess, respect and and sort of bring back into recognition. So I'm hoping to see as many people from the community at the concert. Uh, I think it's a, it's a wonderful time. It's going to be a celebration. Um, and it's going to be beautiful music to share with everyone.
0: Nice. And, um, anything, Drew? Would you like to say to the... Uh, i will just like to
2: ask you, besides your event coming up on the 28th of August, is there anything else that you guys will be... uh, Any other events that you guys would have upcoming?
1: Yeah, so mid-September, we have two outdoor... Like, two um, mini-concerts in the La Salle and Southwest uh, areas of Montreal. Um, And this is part of the Conseil des Arts de montreals con l'Art Prend lair program. And uh, we're able to get funding for, for these two outdoor concerts. Uh, we also want to do community um, work with the Maison d'IT, uh, even the Jamaica Association of Montreal and other cultural associations, um, because we believe that this, um, the community outreach is a really important aspect um, to reach the people directly.
2: Yeah, don't forget to always update us with that info so we can let Montreal and the surrounding areas, always be in always be informed with what's going on on your front.
0: Absolutely. Young man, I'm a big fan of yours, and I got tongue-tied, which is not often. I'm sure I'm going to hear it from Drew when this thing is over. Uh, for once, I've seen you shut up, Mr. Stretch, without anything to say. But I totally admire you, and I congratulate you on doing what you're doing. So keep up the good work, and keep us in touch. Please, whenever you have any concerts coming up, don't be afraid. Um, Drew will set you up with all the communications. You have my phone number already, but he will set you up with all the communications. All right. So I thank thank you. you very much.
2: Okay. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you.